very good evening again. Uh, for those who have been coming, uh, I think the pastor have already started considering the book, uh, the, the first epistle of John, and uh, we've benefited quite uh, well, very much, how the first epistle of John has been explained to us, and uh, about uh, John himself, who is the writer of this epistle. Um, uh, three things that I picked up when Pastor started explaining the first epistle of John, because John has got the th these three epistles and today the third epistle that we are going to look at. Uh, before Pastor started looking at this, actually, when I was, I was given this opportunity to come and speak on this day, uh, I considered first John, uh, I mean, uh, third John. And when the pastor started looking at the first epistle of John, I said, oh, well, we are all in John. So sometimes the Spirit leads us that way, and there's something that the Spirit usually wants to talk to us about. Uh, one thing that uh, uh, I'm not going to go through what pastor I've already, I've already mentioned. Uh, I think the overview, and the, he explained quite well, regarding the Apostle John and uh, uh, these beautiful epistles that he has written to us. But one thing that I want to highlight to us this evening again, uh, when Pastor started uh, looking at the overview of uh, the first epistle of jo uh, John, is uh, the tests that we find in these epistles. Uh, he mentioned of the doctrinal tests, and also the moral test, and uh, also looking at uh, authentic Christianity and uh, uh, authentic Christianity, and also uh, what we may look at as uh, uh, culture. For those who had an opportunity to listen to uh, to go to Bedford, I think we benefited quite a lot uh, on that conference where. Uh, the speakers dwelt so much about uh, authentic Christianity and also about culture. Uh, when you talk about the church and the arrangement of us Christians, uh, we can't run away from these things because we are still in the world. It means that uh, we are still in the world and the world is still with us. But we must be separate from the world because we are Christians. I think if you look at the church, the church is the court out. It means that it must be separate from what the world is. But uh, to some extent, because we are human, we found that sometimes we mix together the things of the world together with the things of God. And much more, because this is the work of the evil one, the evil one always wants to confuse the work of the church and you find that instead of the church being in the world, the world is in the church. And these are the things that we need to, to guard against as believers. Uh, because uh, as uh, we have been exhorted and taught quite often, that uh, every believer is in a, a warfare. And the warfare that we have is the warfare with the evil one to ensure that... Uh, people know God, and also for ourselves to protect ourselves from the world. So we'll consider this uh, lovely epistle. It's the uh, shortest 
epistle, I think it should be one of the shortest book in the Bible after Obadiah. It should be the second shortest book in the Bible. It's got only uh, 14 verses. Of course, some, some version may have, uh, may have 15 uh, verses, but uh, the KJV uh, has got only 14 verses of this uh, lovely epistle of Third John. There are three main characters that uh, we are introduced to in this uh, lovely epistle. Um, namely, I think the three uh, characters that uh, have been introduced to us is, first of all, where this, uh, the, the one whom the, this epistle was written to, and that's Gaius. Uh, three distinct names that have been introduced to us in this epistle. And we try our best to look at these three characters that have been introduced in this epistle for us, because they were written for our learning and for us to reflect upon them. Uh, we have uh, uh, Gaius, and we have Demetrius, and Diotrophes. So three characters are the ones which have intro been introduced to us in this epistle. I believe Gaius, uh, though there are several names that you can find in the Bible, concerning Gaius, uh, but I believe the Gaius that has been written to is the one who hosted Paul while he was uh, in Rome, uh, because Paul can uh, authenticate that in Romans 16 concerning how he was hosted, and again, it should be the same Gaius whom Paul referred to in First Corinthians, the one whom we baptized. Remember when there was those contentions about uh, who should belong to Believers started saying, no, me, I'm of Paul's, I'm of Apollos, and all that. Then Paul, when he was exhorting them uh, concerning how believers should always be together and how they should be of one mind and how that uh, there shouldn't be any divisions among his believers, he stressed so much to say, I'm happy that uh, I only baptized Gaius, only two uh, that he mentioned whom we baptized in First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 16. So I believe this is the same Gaius whom uh, the, epist uh, the, the, the Apostle John is referring to in this third epistle. Uh, then if you look at uh, the, uh, the overview of this book, um, my heading or my topic that we want to look at is uh, hospitality, sincerity, and Christian character. Hospitality, sincerity, and Christian character. That is the subject of tonight. As I said, that uh, this epistle is a, is a very, very uh, uh, small epistle, very short, but very, very rich. The key word that we find in this uh, epistle is the truth, and you can see how uh, in this very 14 verses, truth is mentioned six times. Truth is mentioned six times, and so you can see the, uh, the gravity of how believers should uh, uh, adhere to the truth. And uh, you know the truth normally is referred to as the word of God. And uh, the truth is always referred to as to uh, the word of God. And just in these little verses, 14 verses, truth is mentioned 
six times if you look at it it's mentioned six times in this uh, and so that is uh, how uh, the, the the apostle john looks at this you know it's consisted this book is only consists of one one chapter with the 14 verses as i said but in some versions you may uh, you may have 15 verses it's one of the shortest book after obadiah this is the second shortest book so truth as i said is mentioned six times and the, the apostle paul wrote specifically uh, this book to gaius and uh, uh, he is praised concerning his commitment towards service uh, christian service uh, at the same time we see the apostle john here condemning the actions of diotrophes uh, I think he, he is believed to be one of the church uh, uh, members. Uh, I mean, one of the church elder, or one of the person who was in the oversight, Diotrophy. And uh, we've seen how he has been described, and uh, that he is one of the church members who usually was causing quite a number of problems. And, uh, and then uh, we have another contrast concerning uh, this uh, Demetrius, uh, who has also been mentioned, a man of good repetition and of good report. Then again, uh, we see the desire of the Apostle John to come and see uh, the brethren face to face. So you can see the longing, his longing to go and see them face to face because he couldn't write so much but he longed to see them face to face. One other thing that uh, uh, John uh, mentioned vividly, what he wanted to go and see them for, is concerning the problems that were there at the church, regardless what uh, Diotrephes was causing, and he wanted to go and deal with him. Of course, scripture doesn't, uh, at the end of the day, the scriptures doesn't explain exactly what... Uh, uh, John dealt with Diotrophes, but one thing the, he, he explains it to him uh, specifically what he was and how he was causing trouble and how he was causing problems and he also how he could do, he, he was opposing not only the believers there, how he was opposing John as well. So we'll look a bit about that again and see how best we can get again such, uh, such spirits because uh, in reality, we do have such characters. As I said, that uh, is, uh, we look at uh, hospitality, our sincerity, and also Christian characters. So we do have uh, a number of characters, and these characters can be in our midst, and also how best we can help each other concerning this uh, kind of characters. As I said, this book is a small, small book. And we are introduced to three main characters. Uh, verses 1 begins with the introduction of uh, uh, the Apostle John introducing himself as uh, an elder. And uh, traditionally, Apostle Paul, he writes to this uh, respected elder, Gaius, whom he loves and in truth. And also, as I said, that the truth is mentioned about six times in this book. So you can see the magnitude of the truth and the, how 
that uh, we are exhorted to adhere to the truth as Christians. Then we see in verse 2 to 8 the positive uh, traits of Gaius that has been uh, uh, attributed to him. He treats the brethren, uh, that's about the traveling preachers, and uh, you know he's spoken of highly. He's spoken highly of him as even amongst the churches. And uh, you see uh, his commitments towards the traveling brethren and also towards those who are uh, doing the, the work of the Lord. And uh, this actually shows us as believers how we must be committed to the work of the Lord, especially in the preaching of the gospel. How we should be uh, enthusiastic, enthusiastic to support the work of the Lord. Gaius is here uh, for us as an example. He supported the work of the gospel. He supported those who went to preach the gospel and those who took the word of God. Scriptures here is, uh, is recorded for us that uh, for the sake and for the support that they, they, they received, they went about preaching the gospel, taking nothing of the Gentile. Again, this is an exhortation as believers, especially as the church, when we look at the work of the Lord, that specifically, the work of the Lord should not be supported by the Gentiles. The work of the Lord should not be supported by the Gentiles. The work of the Lord, the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of the word of God should be supported by Christians. We do have problems at the moment, especially in this world, not in our church, but in most of the churches and the compromise that has come through in terms of how the work of the Lord should be supported. You know, the work of the Lord should only be supported by Christians, those who have trusted upon the name of the Lord, those who have believed, those who are in fellowship, those are the people who should support the work of the Lord. Uh, Christians should not take anything from the unbelievers. Christians should not take anything from unbelievers, and the work of the Lord should not be supported by anyone who is not a Christian. For the sake of his work, they went about taking nothing from the Gentiles. But what do we see in this world because of compromise and because sometimes we think that uh, we can maybe help God to do the work, we start devising certain uh, uh, certain methods or certain things for uh, especially when it comes to finances uh, this specifically uh, uh, it's quite common in the Pentecostals where they would go about even into some fundraising of some sort not only that they would take anything that is com- comes in they would not mind about who brings in into the treasury what uh, uh, concerning the finances. And specifically, they would even want to target those who are well-to-do. They would love to target those who are well-to-do so that at least they can put uh, something into the treasury. But what we should know is that uh, God cannot fail to support his own work. He raises his own people like Gaius he was raised, like Gaius was prepared. Gaius was prepared to support the brethren. 
who went about to preach the gospel, they were well supplied. And also, because of the support that they received from him, they didn't take anything from the Gentiles. So we should guard against uh, uh, the Gentiles that comes in our midst. Sometimes you see people coming in, and uh, for them to identify themselves with the church, maybe it's through their giving. Yeah, maybe it's through their giving, and sometimes they want to say, no, I want to give so much. And that's the identification that they want to identify themselves with, to say that they, they belong to the church in that way. But for us Christians, when we find such people, what we must know is, uh, are they Christians? Are they authentic? Are they people who are with us, or are they uh, believers? Because sometimes we may be tempted, but we must guard against these things. And that's why when we look at the free offering, of course, anyone can put in there something. But if at all one comes to us and we know exactly who they are, scriptures usually uh, exhort us not to take anything from the unbelievers, not to take anything from the Gentiles. God is able to support his own work. God is able to make sure that his work continues and his work uh, is supported through and through. And so Gaius here is mentioned for us as one who vividly supported the work of the Lord and one who vividly went about so that the believers were well supplied and they, could, they did not take anything uh, from the Gentiles. Then we have this other character from verse 9 to 10. That is the uh, Diotrophy. He is speaking of the evil influence and he is a prideful church holder or whatever position that he had in the church. And it disregarded the authority of Gaius, who was one of the elders also whom uh, 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 John was writing to. So John hoped to personally go and visit uh, the, the, the church and uh, speak to this diotrophy and his deeds. We'll talk about him later, uh, I think. We'll talk about him later, but let's consider first of all, verses 11 and 12, we see again another character that is mentioned before us here, Demeters, is an opposite of Diotrophes. So Demeters is mentioned as a believer and is a believer who has a good report, whom we are urged to imitate, because that's what the Apostle John is saying, that abhor what is evil and imitate what is good. So we see Demeters here. Uh, having a good testimony uh, from all people as well as from the truth itself. And uh, we see the Apostle John speaking well of him. And exactly this is what we should be as believers. We are talking of uh, sincerity. Sincerity, truth goes with sincerity. We need to be sincere as Christians. Uh, now, when we talk of uh, hospitality, in the church, as Gaius was so hospitable, um, we need to be hospitable as a church. We need to be hospitable as a church and we need to practice hospitality. Uh, these things are mentioned for our sake and for our learning. We see his consistency in supporting 
the, the work of the Lord. We see his consistency in his hospitality. As I said, if you go to Romans 16, Gaius is mentioned by the Apostle Paul. He hosted the Apostle Paul despite the situation that the Apostle Paul was in. But Gaius was able to host him. So we can see that he is a man who has been practicing hospitality through and through. Hospitality is something that is demanded of us as Christians. Um, Titus chapter 1 and verse 18 encourages us to be a lovers of hospitality. And uh, not only that, if we go to Hebrews 13 and verse 2, there we are encouraged to be not to be forgetful to entertain strangers. And also if you come to First uh, Peter and chapter 4 verse 9, there again we are encouraged to use hospitality with one another. See, there are two things. We can use hospitality with one another. And another thing, we can use hospitality grudgingly as a duty. You see, if we use hospitality as a duty, then it loses meaning. Because the, uh, the Apostle Peter, First Peter chapter 4, when he encourages us to use hospitality, he said, use hospitality with one another without grudging or ungrudgingly, without grudging. But sometimes... Uh, we may use hospitality because maybe we just want to be known to be hospitable or maybe it's a duty, out of duty, and it shouldn't be that way. We should use hospitality because as Christians, uh, that is one of the uh, duties that we are supposed to and to show the world there that we are different and we are hospitable. And scripture also urges us and encourages us uh, to be hospitable. You know, one of uh, uh, the criteria that the Lord Jesus Christ was talking about when he, he looked at the various situations of the people who go into heaven, he said, look, I was hungry and you fed me. Yeah, I was hungry and you fed me. It's uh, concerning hospitality. That's, it's something that we need to use as uh, Christians. Because it's demanded of us. Now, before we come to that, let's consider this character, uh, Diotrophy. As I say that uh, we must always guard against the spirit of Diotrophies. Um, there is not much mention of him, but there are so many geotrophies. But if you look at his name, this name in itself, and the meaning that it is, uh, you wonder uh, why some names cannot even be changed. I think at some point, Pastor mentioned the meanings of the names and the, mean, the names that we give to, uh, to our children and the like. Uh, for sure, I wouldn't love any believer to name their child after Diotrophy. But sometimes it's, it's just a name. It can just mean a name. But definitely me, I would, if possible, encourage Christians not to name their children after Diotrophy. Because... The name itself, this, uh, the meaning of trust, uh, it means that uh, nourished by Jupiter. And we know Jupiter, who Jupiter is. Yeah? 
Jupiter is one of the gods who was worshipped as Ephesus uh, among Zeus. And so this name simply means that uh, nourished by the evil one or by the devil. I don't think that's the name that uh, you can give to a child, though it's just a name. But uh, some of the names we should be, uh, we should be wary uh, and the way we look at them and when we are naming our children, we should be aware of these things. Look at the way he is, uh, he is uh, portrayed and the way he is uh, explained and why we should get against such kind of spirits. Uh, I said that he, he is, uh, his name is, uh, is uh, said that is nourished by Jupiter. I think Jupiter, if you, Jupiter at some point, uh, Barnabas and Paul were referred to by the barbarians when they performed miracles. They wanted to make them as gods and God Paul as uh, Barnabas as Jupiter and Paul as Mercurius. You know, it's because they wanted to, uh, uh, to worship them as gods. So this uh, Diotrophes is mentioned for us, for our learning, that uh, we can get against such uh, uh, spirits of, uh, of the kind. One thing that he, he has been described as, one, is a person who loved preeminence, and is one character who demands the attention, and is a character who wants to be faced, and not only that, is a character who wants to injure others to be faced. He wants to injure others so that he can be faced, and not only that, is self-centered. If you, you hear how the Apostle Paul describes him and why he wanted specifically to come face to face to deal with his deeds. But as I said, that there is a silence on how the Apostle uh, John dealt with him when he came because it's not recorded for us. And it's not recorded for us for some reason. But I think maybe the theologians may know what happened to him when the, the Apostle John came. Because Apostle John was coming face to face specifically to come and deal with the problem. Because it was a problem in that not only that he opposed what the Apostle John and the other apostles were teaching, but not only that he opposed Gaius, the good works that he was doing, concerning the support of the preaching of the gospel and concerning the support of the gospel preachers, he actually stopped those who were, want, who were, who were doing good and those who wanted to be doing good. He didn't just end there, he even put them out of the church. That was the character. Uh, so the, that was the character. Self-centered, very domineering, and a powerful, powerful uh, personality. You know, the powerful personality that he was able to put others out of fellowship, to take them, to put them out of the church. That is on account that uh, they are not able to follow what is supposed to do. And so, uh, one of the issues that uh, John was supposed to go and sort out is to go and t talk to this person. But as I said, it is not recorded how 
John dealt with the problem when he visited them face to face. And it's for the reason that he's not regarded. For us, he, he, won, he, he resisted what John wrote to the church, and he, he resisted the instructions of the apostle, the apostolic love that John was showing to, to the church. Because John himself, in the scriptures that we read, he said that he, he, does, he, he did not receive us. And not only that he received, he didn't receive them, he stopped the, those who were, wanted to receive them as well. The other thing is he used malicious word against the Apostle John and he slandered them. That's what the, the, the John is saying here. You know, it's not something that is being manufactured. This is what John, he said that he, he slandered them, he slandered them and unjustly accused John of wicked words, yeah? The other thing that we see that he refused to receive the brethren and he is not a fellow helper in the truth when we are exhorted to follow the truth, when we are exhorted to embrace the truth, when we are exhorted to embrace hospitality. But you see, it's good that despite that, we have Gaius here that he committed himself to the hospitality, he committed himself to the work of the Lord, he committed himself to the help of the saints, he committed himself to ensure that the work of the Lord continued and was done. And was done and that believers had no lack of any kind. Believers had no lack of any kind. They went well, well supplied. And they went well, well supplied and they never begged anything not even from the Gentiles. The other thing that we read about this person is that he excommunicated, as I said, he, escaped, he excommunicated or put out people out of the church, those who received the brethren or those who attempted to put down uh, their reputations. He forbade those who desire to receive the brethren and also puts them out of the church. But what can we liken this man? It means that he never, he never see God. So these people can be found in our midst, even up to now. And so we need to guard against that. But look at the response of John to the opposition of Demetrius. Uh, sorry, of Diotrephes. Uh, look at his response and look at what he responded. What does he say? Do not follow what is evil. He that does not good has not seen God. That is what Paul is exhorting us. Do not follow what is evil. He that does not, go does not good is not of God. As I said in the beginning that uh, pastors already from his... Uh, 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 from his uh, first uh, talk concerning John, there are so many tastes that uh, we find in the book of John. We find the doctrinal taste. We found a lot of tastes that we find in. So then the other thing that we know, the apostle John is the apostle of love and is the apostle of the truth. And we see that it's, a, it's the apostle of light. The epistles of John from 1 John to 3 John that's where you see the true reflection 
of true believers and the true characters of true believers and how believers should position themselves and how believers should look at things and how believers should look at the world out there. Follow what is good, and that is the, 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 the exhortation of the Apostle John here. Follow what is good, he that does good is of God. So if you do evil, you are not of God. If you do good, you are of God. But you see the beauty. Demetrius here is mentioned for us just in a simple way. You know, Demetrius here is mentioned for us just as a contrast to this uh, uh, diotrophy. is recorded for us here as a man of good report and good reputation. And that's what uh, we believers need to be. We need to be people of good report, people of good reputation, especially those who are on in the oversight. What we should know is that uh, we are always watched by those who are without. What I mean by those who are without, uh, those who doesn't know God. They always want to weigh us concerning our faith and concerning our Christianity and concerning our belief and concerning what we believe in. Um, some of them, when they look at us, the expression that they say, if that one goes to heaven, then I'm also going to heaven. Why? It's because they are seeing our character and the way we look at things. That's not a good report concerning the Christians as individuals and as a church. If we, are, we have a label in the community to say, oh, that church, oh, that believer, oh, if that believer goes to heaven, then I'm also going that's not a good report, you know. But people of good reputation and of good report like Demetrius is mentioned here because of their work, because of their love, because of their fruit, because they can relate easily to people and people are able to see their character and people are able to see their care and people are able to see their hospitality and people are able to see their kindness. And these are the traits that needs to be found amongst the Christians. Um, let me mention this, that you see the Lord works in different ways. We've seen some blessings of uh, these days that we've, we've seen a number of uh, new faces visiting our church. Uh, we've seen quite good number of new faces within the community uh, visiting our our church nowadays, and so the way they look at us, the way we receive them matters quite a lot, because uh, these are the same ambassadors who go out there and say, "Oh, that church don't even dare." But uh, if we are hospitable, as Scripture is encouraging us. To be hospitable. If we are loving as scripture is encouraging us to be loving. If we are caring as scripture is encouraging, is encouraging us to be caring. Then we will see that the church will have a good reputation. And a good report. 
And I believe that's how the church of the believers should be. Should be a church with a good report, should be a church with good reputation, should be a church which is caring, and should be a church which everyone would like to, to go to and be comfortable. But if we have this spirit of this man, is recorded for us for a reason. I know he's not a pleasant man to talk about. He's, a pleasant, he's not a pleasant person to talk about, but he is recorded for us to learn from him and to guard against such kind of spirit because at the end of the day, it destroys the work of the Lord. Let us have more of the Gaius. Let us have more of the Demetrius. You know, all scriptures is recorded to have of a good report. Not just a good report of the church, not just a, group, a good report of the members, but a good report of all men. Meaning that whoever looked at uh, Demetrius, all what they can talk about is the good things about Demetrius. The good things about the work of Demetrius. The good things about how Demetrius helped and how Demetrius' character is, and how Demetrius is to the neighborhood. He is reported as a good man of report of all men. Within ourselves, we can see our goodness. Within our church, we can see our goodness. Within our homes, we can see our goodness. But uh, the goodness that matters is what our neighbors are seeing. And the good report that matters is not necessarily what is within, what matters, a good report, what matters is what is without, what is out there. If out there they are able to say, oh, Axbridge Road Tabernacle, oh, it's a lovely church, I tell you. You go there, you'll be nourished. You go there, you'll be welcome. You go there, oh, what you see, smiles. It's a good report. So as believers, we need to be believers and Christians of a good report. Not only within, but a good report of all men. And Demetrius again here is mentioned as a, a man of truth. And you see the key word that we are looking at in this uh, uh, epistle is the truth. Mentioned six times, you know, and the, as I said, that sincerity goes along with the truth. And so is also mentioned as a man of truth and he has our witness also that he is a man of truth. That's what scripture is recorded for us. Uh, this diotrophy will see him as an emotional manipulator and a controller. He was a spiritually impoverished person. And we see that his life actually stands in contrast to that of godly Gaius and Demetrius that have been mentioned to us. And uh, as I said that even in the beginning, when the pastor started, uh, started talking about John, John is normally portrayed as an apostle of love. And uh, he was and is a man of the truth. He's a man of the truth and love. And as I said that truth and love must always go hand in hand and heart in heart if God is to be known. You know, believers whether it be individual believers, whether it be uh, church leaders, that are like diotrophies, usually 
they will spoil and destroy the work of the Lord. And uh, John make it very plain here that uh, they haven't seen God. They haven't seen God as he is risen. So let us be careful that uh, we should guard against this spirit. We have in scripture recorded for us, we have in scriptures recorded for us good people and good leaders and good Christians, the list is countless. But if we just count about the, 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 only the, the, the apostles themselves, good leaders, one, the one who has been expressed as good leader, one is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Everyone called him good. And so us as believers who trust upon him, we should be good as the Lord Jesus Christ was good to all and the Lord Jesus Christ was good to all that he brought salvation to us and he loved everyone and all the believers. Then the Apostle Paul himself, you could see how loving the Apostle Paul was. Before he was saved, we, do, we all know how the Apostle Paul was. The Apostle Paul was the persecutor of Christians. But we can't blame the Apostle Paul because that's exactly what we were, all of us, before we trusted and before we knew the Lord. We were all persecutors of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was vividly and publicly persecuting Christians. Even us, before we knew the Lord, that's exactly what we were. If, if not even more than Paul. Because Paul didn't know what he was doing, because he was doing that out of ignorance because of the law. Sometimes, as we do it knowingly, or maybe secretly, Paul was doing this uh, publicly, being a persecutor of Christians. But what do we see when the Lord met Paul, and when the Lord converted Paul? We see Paul being a very loving apostle, and uh, a very committed apostle to the things of the Lord. We see the Apostle John himself who is writing to us. He's the one who wrote the Gospels. He's the one who wrote all these epistles that we are looking at. And he's described himself, uh, and the, the scripture describes him as the Apostle of Truth and as the Apostle of Love. So many apostles that we have. Uh, we have Peter. If you read about Peter and his resilient and how he loved the church, how he loved the Lord, we look into the Old Testament the Joshua's of this world are recorded for us, how they could come out and speak the truth amongst the people concerning the truth concerning the Lord. Remember when they were sent to be spies, you know. Among the twelve, only Joshua and Caleb spoke the truth. The rest they said, Oh, we looked like grasshoppers. I tell you, they were giants. We are going to be diminished. But Caleb and Joshua spoke the truth and stood by the truth and said, the Lord has given us this land. But how many Caleb's do we have today? How many Joshua's do we have today who can stand and contend for the truth? Well, as Christians and as a church, we are encouraged to be like the Joshua's. We are encouraged to be the Caleb's we are encouraged to be the, like the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, there are so many examples that we can uh, look to in the scriptures. Look at Nehemiah. Ne Ne Nehemiah. We know 
all about Nehemiah. We know about how uh, how humble he was and how the Lord used him mightily to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Look at Ezra. Samuel, as young as he was, the Lord, he was able to uh, understand the instructions of the Lord and how the Lord used him and how the Lord instructed him to, to lead. You know, so many examples that we have and the, the Lord and God is just waiting to bless the church, to bless individual as individual Christian, to bless us as a church, to bless us as individual. All what we need is just uh, obedience. We obey, we follow the Lord, and the Lord is able to be with us, and the Lord is able to, to bless us, and he is able to lead us according to his leading. We do have the Holy Spirit, who is our guide, the Holy Word of God, which is our guide, and it will lead us in the right way at every age that we look at. So, let's get against the spirit of the diatrophy. Let's look at these two characters who are the completely opposite of diatrophy, Demetrius and Gaius. And with this, they were hospitable, of good reputation, and the Lord used them mightily for the spreading of the word of God and for the truth to be known in that area. And for us as Christians, let's guard against these things and always strive to be sincere, to be hospitable, and also to continue with our good Christian characters. Because these are requirements of us if we have to be fruitful and if we have to attract, not only attract, if we have to go and witness for the sake of the, the, the word of God. So it is important as a church, as individual believers, to have a good reputation and also to contend for the truth, contend for a good character, contend for a good report, and always strive to be sincere and strive to be truthful. It's difficult. We are human. At best, we always veer away from the truth. But the scriptures, the word of God is the truth. And if we abide in the word of God, we will be always truthful. And the Lord will always bless us. And the Lord will continue blessing us. You know, we should always guard against this and support the work of the Lord like Gaius and continue to support the work of the Lord so that the work of the Lord can flourish so that the, Lord of the work of the Lord is not supported by any of the Gentiles. When we talk of any of the Gentiles, we talk of the unbelievers. And so we should guard against these things that the Lord will bless his work and continue. Shall we sing together hymn number 2?